And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Box Office Report Show. Here I am joined by my co-host, Larry Chili Boy Chilson. Hello. Hey, we're back. We're back again. How you doing, Larry? What's up? Ooh, I just, I, I saw six <laughs> new movies over six days this week, and then work was mad. Six? So, oh, God. Monday oh, through Saturday, I saw what a you different at? Sundance? Movie. I know. Jeez. What the hell is this? What you doing the Larry, the Larry Chilson Film Festival? What the <laughs> hell is going on? Lord, why are we trying to get out ahead? AMC has been doing a lot of these little pre-stuff, like little early yeah. access and stuff. So I've been trying to go to those so... I can free up some, you know, because they they're dropping too many movies right they now. They are. I'm we like, were just, oh we had a conversation God. about because you I, you were like, what are you seeing next? And I'm like, actually, I'm gonna go see Polite Society this weekend. And then you brought up, um, are you there, God? I was like, oh, I actually do want to see that. Um, yeah, plus Sisu comes out. Plus Sisu, that George Foreman movie comes out. Like, I it's still want to see Suzumi. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's, that was one of the ones I caught up on. I'm falling so far behind. Like this weekend, so much came out that yeah. I, I haven't seen Chevalier, which I do want to see oh, with Calvin no, Harrison, your boy. I um, I feel like he fell off. I don't know. What the hell are you doing? All these damn period pieces. He's done yeah, a lot of period what pieces. What is he doing? Go back to the hood. Go back to California and do something. And even damn. though it's gonna kill me, and I have a strong feeling I'm gonna hate it. I just I oh I really have, I know no not not that one. I have to see Bo is afraid. I know I'm gonna. Oh, hate I it. can't. I, don't know. I, I just I love, but I have to I give Ari the chance because I've loved both of those first two films. I gotta. Give I a chance, love but, Hereditary. Oh Hereditary has like cracked my top ten, top five horror movies. And then Midsummer, I liked. I didn't love yeah. Midsummer. First of all, I have I have sensitive eyes, so I just I can't watch that shit too much. <laughs> so anyway, like I love Hereditary. Hereditary is dark, and I just love Hereditary. Midsummer's eye. This bow is afraid. Like all this reactions, I gotta <laughs> wait till I can watch it at home. I can't. I can't because I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna pause a lot. I'm gonna watch a half, and then the half the next day, I can't do a sit through. Do bow is afraid. Like people. Somebody was somebody's reaction was like, I am done with Ari Aster. I was like, holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> I um <laughs> Alex sat there for three hours and his reaction, what did I just want? Like, why would I want to do that to myself? So I'm gonna wait until that thing's on a di- I know it's gonna be on digital in like a week. Yeah, but- Alex on the team <laughs> is trifling though. I'm never voting a <laughs> of his again. If I see a poll on his page, I'm just scrolling past from now on. If you don't know, Alex put up a poll. <laughs> he said, guys, what should I watch? And it's all these movies. And I think Bo is Afraid had the lowest rating, <laughs> the lowest percentage. And he went and saw Bo. He's like, oh, I chose Bo is Afraid. I'm like, so why did you do the poll, my guy? You knew what you was going to see already. Evil Dead Rise had over 50% of the vote. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Evil and Dead, Suzume the pe- was number two. And yeah, the audience, the audience is telling you to go see, like, you know, real shit, like Evil Dead Rise and Suzumi. But and he went and saw the one that was dead last on the poll. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, cho- <laughs> I, I chose Bo is Afraid. I was like, like, okay. What? <laughs> why, don't you just, why didn't you just put up. On the tweet, hey, I'm thinking between four movies. I don't know which one yet. Instead of doing a poll, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get into what we're all here for, and that is the weekend box office, everyone. We are going through, if you want to follow along, the weekend of April 21st, 2023, and we had the opening releases for Evil Dead Rise, The Covenant, Chevalier, Chevalier. That's pretty much it. That was all the new releases we had. And, of course, we still have Sonic up in this thing going crazy. Now, we got to talk about last week, Larry. 
Were we here last week? I don't think we were here last week. No, we were. Last week, it was Sonic's second weekend. It was one of the lowest drops. Not Sonic. Not Sonic. I'm sorry. Mario, Mario, <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Sonic wishes. Look, no shame, I know, I know, Sonic I know. wishes. Okay, so we had Mario with the lowest second weekend drop, like, in a long time. Absolutely. Like, nuts. a long time. Uh, Y'all, this movie, for a movie that opened to just the three-day, even if you just want to talk about, you know, like a three-day weekend, $146 million. Mm -hmm. It only dropped 37% last weekend. That does not happen because when you open that big, it's like you're bound to open at least 50% and above. Mm -hmm. But this movie is, it's become a... A phenomenon and then i saw an article over the weekend oh uh illumination and nintendo are definitely wrapping up you know they're they're getting ready to release more nintendo i was like no shit yeah duh. like, like <laughs> what do you mean i could have told you that look at this look at these numbers <laughs> well, you think they're just gonna sit on it and just move on okay let's just handle the let's do something else you know no this is like Man, this is gonna make a billion dollars in like a week. It said, I said, I think it said today. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing right now domestically is at after this weekend is at four hundred thirty four worldwide. This thing is already at eight hundred seventy one million. And no, this is not week ten, week nine. This is week three. Ah, oh. yep. So that was last week, and then did it? Did anything else come out last week? I think that was just it. That was it. Yeah, last week was a pretty quiet weekend overall. Mm-hmm. I think we had what uh, Renfield and the Pope's Exorcist. Were Renfield, the two. we called it. I mean, yeah, just... Renfield didn't do great. It, I, I was actually a little bit shocked that it opened lower than the Pope's Exorcist, though. I yeah, I thought the Pope's Exorcist was gonna like die. I thought that was gonna be like a five mil opening type of movie, and it opened pretty all right actually. That was a decent little nine million for that movie. I think was mm-hmm. actually pretty good. Um. Mm-hmm. Cause these damn exorcism movies, we get so we get one like every single year. Yeah, we talked about it that week. Uh, but you know, maybe it was the Russell Crowe of it all. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Russell Crowe brought some folks in. But yeah, Renfield. I didn't realize until our group chat how big mm-hmm. the budget was for Renfield, though. Wait, how, um, how big? Wait, what was it? I think I missed that conversation. I think it was posted in the uh, chat that it was around sixty-five million for dollars. What? For that Renfield budget. Are there any like big set set pieces in that movie? Maybe it's the effects, like all of the gore and stuff, but a lot of that looked practical. So uh, that's very interesting. Yeah, so $65 million mm, for that opening. I don't think a horror movie, unless you're like it, needs to be over $50 million to make. Even I don't think it had that big of a budget. I agree with you. What the hell? Yeah, so Renfield got to be one of the biggest budgets for horror. Yeah, yeah eight million terrible. dollars is not good when you yeah, spend sixty five. Like if this was a normal horror movie, eight million, cool, fine, that's 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 all right. But for a sixty five yeah. million dollars movie, not good. Not good at all. And we're gonna get into a horror movie that came out this weekend that already surpasses budget. That's because horror yeah. is usually cheap. So I'm surprised. I'm really surprised by that budget. I. I can't yeah. even really believe that sixty five million. For least, I mean, that's yeah, why I'm like, is I haven't oh, seen it. That's why. I, that's why I was like, is there any big like set pieces and there, stuff like that? I mean, that? there's some. There's like shootouts and stuff that take place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whew. Uh, yeah, and we'll get into some of these other ones as we go through. We'll talk about them because they already fell out of the top five. Oop. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. yeah. So that's very that's interesting. Okay, let's go into this weekend. We again had the opening releases for Evil Dead Rise and The Covenant. Uh, Larry, uh, what came in number one? So, holding strong at number one, falling only 37% yet again for the second week in a row is the Super Mario Brothers movie, which brought in $58.23 million in its third weekend of release. As Dwayne said, that brings it up to $434 million domestic and $871.8 million worldwide. This thing is just 
a monster at the box office. It's an absolute, an absolute juggernaut at the box office right now. Eight hundred and seventy-one million is not where we were all expecting already. It's the it's going to be, I believe, the first billion-dollar movie of this year. Correct? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, nothing has even come close yet. And I'm trying to think. Like I think Fast X is going to do good, but the last um, one didn't even get to a billion. That's what I'm saying. I I don't I don't really know what I would say is going to get. I don't think Guardians Three is going to get there. I think Guardians Three is gonna do like around what the the really good Phase Black Four Panther. movies get, like Black Panther yeah. or Doctor Strange, and Doctor do like seven hundred, eight hundred. I don't, I don't think it's gonna round up at a billion dollars. I just don't, I just don't think we're really there anymore for MCU unless it's like a big, like you know, No Way Home or like you know what I mean. I don't, I don't really see an MCU movie getting to that point in a in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I'm that's... wondering. We they've been asking that question: Is Mario going to be the biggest movie of the year? And at first, you're kind of like, no. I mean, it'll be up there. But when I look at the slate of movies, I'm like, yeah, I... I don't really know what's gonna beat it. Like looking at these movies, uh, the with the way DC is now, I don't know if Aquaman is gonna I don't, come. Well, Flash close to is that. not. I don't think yeah. I love Spider Verse, but I, I don't think so. No. I could be wrong with Spider Verse. Because Spider-Verse could be a thing where uh, all we have to go by is that first movie. But it, it kind of came out at a weird time. And I think Spider-Verse, people were really unsure. Oh, an animated Spider-Man movie? But then the word of mouth just kept getting better and better and better. And then they won the Oscar. And then like, it, it kind of became, over time, a big hit. So maybe when the when this one comes out, it'll be like a big a big hit, you know? Uh, but I don't think a billion dollars, you know, it's rare for animated movies anyway. Um, but will it get there? We'll see. I think Spider-Verse rounds out. I think it makes double than it did the first one, which is like, I think the first one did like 300 million Yeah, or around that. I think it's going to do like, maybe like 600 if I had to guess. Yeah, so I, think, I don't yeah, really know I, what the next one is. So I guess the next question for Super Mario Brothers, obviously, We'll have to see once Guardians does release. Does that slow this movie down at all? Because, again, we talked about it. I mean, the other studios just let it run rampant. Like, they gave mm -hmm. Illumination and Nintendo the perfect storm. There hadn't been a new family film since Puss in Boots. And then they left the rest of the month is just horror movies, basically. Mm -hmm. April was like the horror month, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So they left it just wide open with zero competition before, zero competition after. So it was like the perfect storm for this humongous monster. But mm -hmm. the next hurdle, do we think it can catch something like Frozen 2, which made $1.4 billion to Ooh, become the biggest seems... animated film of uh... all time? That seems like a stretch. I feel, but then it's like eight hundred and seventy-one million. Like if this was like week seven, it's like, oh, okay, nah, it's not gonna make that. But I don't know. It's only week three. Yeah, and it's still it's just get that one bill. It's yeah. So maybe may, I, if I have to guess, I think I'm gonna go with just under one point four. Yeah, for the whole for the total. But I mean. We'll see because this movie's just been incredible as far as as far as just people just clamoring to see it again and repeat viewings. I think the movie has great repeat value. Um, it's still taking up those bigger formatted theaters. Uh, Evil Dead was in Dolby this week, but uh, you know, um, all weekend Mario was still IMAX, and Bo is afraid tried to do IMAX. I don't know and, uh, what. They did like this advanced <laughs> showing at IMAX. So they did like an a, an advanced screening type thing where you buy the tickets at AMC. For Bo is Afraid. For Bo is Afraid. And I was like, what? I don't know, dude. What's the point? Why is this an IMAX? <laughs> I don't I know Suzume uh, also took some IMAX, IMAX screens yeah, yeah. Uh, in its first week of release. But obviously that didn't make much of a dent. So it's like, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so just just really impressive on Mario's part regarding its box office. I think it's really, really impressive what it's able to do, you know, what it's been able to do and stuff like that. So 
I can't complain. I hope it hits that billion soon and, you know, kind of just it's doing it's what one thing that we can say about it, no matter what you think of the movie, is that it is it's doing well for theaters right now. Uh And I'm sure theaters around the globe are not complaining that Mario is in their theaters just racking up these box office. And I think next week we're going to have another weekend of it it at number one Mm -hmm. and the drop. I mean. Cause what was the what, what was this weekend's drop thirty six? Yeah, next week I I can totally see it doing like thirty. Yeah, I, you mean, know, I like, think it's gonna drop worse than it has been. <laughs> I agree. I think I can totally see it doing like thirty thirty two million next week. So which is a small small drop, maybe like twenty five, or you know a little bit higher than that, like a twenty eight or something like that. But I I can't see it dropping to like the teens at all. Yeah, you know no. so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's going it to be a number one for a month straight um, before mm-hmm. finally getting knocked off at Guardians three. But now, if that shit opens to like forty five next week, then we got we're gonna have like, bro, <laughs> this is insane. Uh, <laughs> this yeah, is absolutely this is definitely insane for a movie this big of an opening. You know, maybe I'd have to go back and look, but this is like rivaling, you know, like Avatar style numbers. Yeah. You know, like (laughs) the drops are just so small. You never see Mm -hmm. a movie open this huge and drop 37% to the first two weeks out. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So it came out at a complete perfect time too with, with this lack of competition. And then neck this weekend, it has a pretty open field. You know, I don't think polite society is doing, 50 million i don't think are you there guard it's me margaret is doing that much as well so uh the following week though yeah we'll have to get into what it's gonna do against guardians but yeah we'll see um all right number two now this is what i came for number two (laughs) what have you got and at number two is evil dead rise which brought in 23.5 million dollars in its opening weekend of release here domestically and worldwide it made 40.3 million dollars all off of a 15 to 17 million dollar reported budget man listen I love when I'm wrong about horror openings. Like, you'd think I'd be like, God damn it, another one of my predictions out the window. But going up and going into the weekend, I'm talking like last week, I tap into Box Office Pro. They're talking about how the projections have gone down for Evil Dead. And I'm like, damn it, Mario. Like what's going on? Why can you just let some other movies make some bank here? So I was going into this weekend, like okay, so it's gonna do like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million. Not a horrible opening, but like not what I want it to be. And I think it was like Friday, it did like ten million, and I said, wait a minute, hold on now. 10 million is really good. And when I went on Thursday, it was crowded. It was like a full pack theater. And then I checked the Fridays, you know, theaters, they were packed. Saturdays were packed. And I said, okay, so this might do like in the 20s. And it did 23 million is what they were reporting on uh, Saturday night as far as like an estimate. And I could not be happier regarding this film. I don't know what it is about these returning franchises this year when it comes to horror, but something's in the water. And I don't know what it is. Just horror in general this year, like something's in the water. Like you mentioned Pope's Exorcist. We talked about Megan. We talked about, of course, Scream 6. Yeah. Something's in the air a little bit here when it comes Cocaine to these Bear horror movies. Cocaine Bear overperformed. And yeah, I don't know. Last year looking like. Horror has just been on a really good run with Smile, how well that performed, and the Black Smile Phone great, performed yeah. really well. Yep, so we've yep. had some really strong horror box office openings. We had that weird, year. we had that weird kind of low drops for uh, Terrifier Two. You oh, know, because yeah, they were too. yeah. They would release it in like a thousand theaters, and it would do like five million. And you, know, it's it's been great, and I'm not complaining at all because um, I'm a horror fan first, and I love the fact that Evil Dead Rise overperformed this weekend. 
Um, I'm so glad people went out to see it. I think it, it has a chance to do to be to, you know to be at the number two spot again next week, and uh, I'll be happy if it does come out come out at number two next week again. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great great number, and it's kind of it's kind of impressive too going up against Mario. That's going to take away a lot of those parents away from this horror movie to take their kids to see Mario. So um, I'm super ecstatic that it did well. Child, hold up. Since you just said that and jogged my memory, I went and saw Evil oh, Dead Rise on Thursday night. Uh, you know, 7 o'clock showing Thursday night at the, at the theater in the mall here. Tell me why this mom... And it seems, I don't know if it's her boyfriend, her husband, or something. I saw him a little bit later. But this mom had a five-year-old, like four- or five-year-old little girl in you Evil Dead. teach him young. You like, teach him young, Larry. Hold up now. That's like the worst age because that's the age where they can still kind of comprehend. Like, they, they uh. <laughs> remember stuff. They know what they're looking at. It's not just like a screen full and of And it's colors. about a mom who's killing her kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the mom wanted to send a message. Yeah, little um, bitch. You better don't, have me. Don't I um, <laughs> But I was shook. I was like, yo, Mario is down the hall. Probably like four different theaters <laughs> playing Mario. And you walked Mario. into the one that's showing Evil Dead Rise? Lord. But that little and I saw quiet. a kid. I saw a kid in Scream 6. I even think Scream 6 is like, okay. Cause I saw Scream at a young age, you know. Yeah. I got introduced to that. I wouldn't say five. I may, I may have been. I was, I was under ten. That's for sure. Yeah, when I got too. into horror, I was like, I had to be like eight, nine, or something like that. But hey, listen, you gotta teach them at some point. Gotta. So you know, <laughs> apparently we were wrong. You know, Evil Dead Rise is the first family film to come out after <laughs> Mario. I don't know, but I was shook, y'all, shook. <laughs> so apparently um, there are some parents out there who are like nah f that i ain't seeing mario the kid is just gonna have Dad. to come with me to see evil Dead. <laughs> and that movie that's a nightmare inducing film too if you're like that young like that damn I mean, mother the uh the book the fucking grotesqueness of it this was the, probably one of i will say this it's probably one of the scariest opening of the books that they've done in an Evil Dead movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because it's yeah, it was a lot. It was it was good though. I loved it, but it was like it was it was it was it was crazy. I was watching this and I'm just like, man, this is this is a lot. This is nasty, but it's I loved it. <laughs> I loved it's it. It's mean spirited. Yeah, that's, it's... that's what I needed. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, let's go to number three. What do we got? So coming in at number three is The Covenant, which brought in $6.28 million in its opening weekend of release. That brings the film's overall total also to 6.28, as it has yet to get a worldwide release. This is Guy Ritchie's second movie in like the past two months. So there's that, and it looks like they both opened... Uh, about on par around the same number really um so this movie just kind of i know it i know it has like jake gyllenhaal and stuff but it just feels like i don't know it just feels like a movie that just showed up out of nowhere <laughs> and i've been seeing trailers for it but it's just like i i i don't think like i just haven't heard anybody look for like you know say Oh, I'm looking forward to see the Covenant. You know, I think one day you were like, "I'm gonna go see the Covenant." I was like, "What? The what?" <laughs> like, I forgot. I, I um, yeah. So I, I just, it's, I. It feels like an odd time. It's like summer season, and I. It feels like a uh, like a September, November kind of movie. Uh, mm. but. You saw it. Was it good? Like, what's up? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, a lot more serious overall for a, a Guy Ritchie film. But yeah, it was good. My grandma loved it. <laughs> what's up with grandma? She loved it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. Let's yeah, go I to. Think, I think oh, we just didn't. I don't the know. Marketing? It might be 
said, there, there was marketing, but it, they didn't like, push it, you know? Like, it kind of mm-hmm. just is there. And that's it. Like, there wasn't really anything else to it. So, I don't know. I think it, 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 it'll it play well to an older audience. I do think that. but Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I don't I, They didn't even push, like, Jake Gyllenhaal. See, this is the thing. They didn't have him, like, he, they had him in, like, a hat and them sunglasses on the poster. Mm-hmm. They needed to get a shot with him in his face. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it just feels like it just feels like one of those movies that just came out of the blue, and um, and it's like, but it's like, but like I said, it's of course I've seen marketing for it, yeah. but it didn't feel like it was like a beefy enough marketing. Honestly, I thought the movie was coming out later. I didn't know it was coming out. I didn't even realize it was coming out this weekend until like some of my friends saw it. You know, yeah. So, I mean, hey, you know, people saw it. Six million, Ooh. not bad, not yeah, not right. great, not terrible. Yeah, it's okay. Um, okay, what do we have next? Number four. Another good opening for this one. Yes, so coming in at number four is John Wick Chapter 4, which brought in an additional $5.75 million, which is a 28% drop in its fifth weekend of release. That brings the fourth John Wick film up to $168.8 million domestic and $358.4 million worldwide. Yeah, I think this is really impressive that it only dropped 28% this week. Um, so to me, it just tells me word of mouth has been really solid. The domestic total for this is absolutely incredible for a John Wick movie. 168 right now in its fifth weekend. I think it is really, really impressive for uh, for for John Wick to open up to, to, to open up again this well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh it's doing great. It's still holding mm-hmm. strong after all this time, we mm-hmm. were talking about how March just had like a insane opening that concluded, you know, end of March and, into April with Mario. And John Wick was a big part of that. And it's also the only movie in March that's still in the top five, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's really, 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 really impressive. Where's Shazam? Anyway, go oh, ahead. Um, I'm yeah, not where's Shazam. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) hey, this is really good too. This is really good too. I'm happy to see this. It's still still bombs, but this is this is good. Coming in at number five, holding strong. If only that budget again, kind of like we're talking about with Renfield. If only that budget were just lower, this could have been a success story. But. At number five is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which brought in $5.4 million in its fourth weekend of release for a 28% drop. That brings the Dungeons and Dragons film up to 82.1 million domestic and 177.9 million worldwide. Uh, I think this is solid. It's a really good, like, it kind of, the fact that it kind of jumped up, jumped up a few spots from last week. Only dropping twenty eight percent with all these like new competition, including Mario, hanging in there. I think it's really solid, but it's kind of missed the mark on, you know, it's even if it opened up, it like did a good number this weekend. It it still just sadly missed the mark on what they wanted it to do, you know. I I yeah, so I I I think it's just really. Uh, it's unfortunate because I had a good time with the movie. Uh, Larry, I think your mic is muted. I think I muted you by accident. But um, yeah, I had a, I had a good time with the movie, and the the box office right now is reminding me a little bit of Mortal Engines. Um, oh. Not as bad, but it just remi- like it's one of those fantasy based off of something like a popular IP, and it's just kind of making run of the mill box office right now. Um, I think Alita was doing the same thing because Alita didn't like blow up the world when it came out, did it? Uh, no. the Battle Angels. So it's kind of reminding me of all of the same thing with those as far as based on really popular IP, but you know, no one really came and saw it all too much. Yeah, it just uh, with a hundred and fifty million dollar budget, you have to have some pretty strong numbers overall. And you know, it's doing solid. It's doing fine but not good enough when it comes to having a budget that big. So 
I don't know if we're going to see another Dungeon the Dragons, uh, right, at least right, right. not as a sequel or anything, but this one was at least fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I had a good time. So I'm a little bummed out about it, but, uh, you know, I just, yeah, yeah it's just, even if it, do, if even if it like has really solid legs, it's still, it's still going to just amount to the, to it underperforming as a whole. So it's yeah. a little, it's, it's like one of those things where it's a little bit too late for it to kind of do anything serious, especially with like, we're going to have these bigger movies coming out too, you know? So, um, yeah, but, um, all right. Is that it? That the, is that all the top five? What do we have? Renfield dropped a hefty 61%. Uh, Suzume dropped a little, dropped a little big. Uh, we do have a little news with Suzume though. In two Mm -hmm. weeks, it has already become, the highest grossing Shinkai film in the U.S. It's already made mm-hmm. more than Your Name and Weathering With You made. And it just became uh, one of a very few select. It became only the fourth anime film in history to cross $300 million at the global box office. So right. well, that's uh, it's another one. Much like your name. I mean, it's not quite on your name's level in Japan where it just went absolutely insane and grossed like $500 million. Um, yeah. But obviously in Japan, it's doing huge numbers. Um, so <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it has a great international run right now and it's doing all right here in the States. So happy to see that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, we also forgot Bo, Bo was Afraid officially went live. Around around the U.S. this weekend, another Ari Aster. What was the what was the budget for this movie? Because uh, I can't imagine it was massive. Because it's not like his movies have opened up crazy before. Yeah. So see. I I'm wonder, seeing, like, oh, if I'm a thirty-five mil budget for this one. Uh I don't. Is it gonna recoup? Because. I don't know. That's crazy. It's, Hereditary had a ten million. Midsummer had a nine million. That's now, why I'm surprised they like gave 35? him like a hefty. I'm surprised they gave him a hefty, like dollar to spend here because it's like when they were doing a twenty four. That's X. Yeah, X is a twenty four, right? Yeah, X costs so little money that they were like, if you want to film another film, do it. And he did Pearl. Right after X, and of course they they were they cost so little to make, but they did really well. And this is not the case when it comes to Bo is Afraid because I'm looking at all the special effects and the trailers and all that type of stuff and all this wonkiness, and I was like, man, this movie had to be like easily more money than Hereditary and Midsummer combined because Midsummer is like what you just build a set at a location. Hereditary was primarily a small town slash a house. So this one looks in more expensive and I'm actually surprised that they gave him, you know, that budget to, to, to use because I mean, only like 2 million this weekend is not, not great. Yeah, no, that is definitely not great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to get to $35 million. I don't know. Budget. 2 million, the total right now it's at uh 3.1 million. And um, and it hasn't yeah. released anywhere else yet, but I can't mm-hmm. imagine other markets. It's going to be all that strong either. Yeah. And then with a three hour plus runtime like it has, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. This is a tough sell. This is way harder of a sell too than Midsummer or yeah. Because Hereditary. what is this about? That's like, what is this about? And I think that's why it really just did not connect to audiences. It's because. It's called Bo is Afraid. Afraid of what? Is it a horror? Like, what is it? So yeah. it's like they didn't do a good job in explaining that. It's kind of the movie. If you want to just get high on whatever and come see it, do that. But like, other than that, it's really hasn't really connected with audiences all that much. But um, yeah, disappointing for sure. Uh, don't look at Scream 6. They slashed its theater count. And I really don't know why, to be frank. Last week, Scream was at the 9 spot, which is solid for week 6. This week, they slashed almost half its theater count for it to only open at 480,000. That's because it's getting ready to go on digital in two days. 
Yeah, maybe and, it's just all these new horror movies. They were like, all right, well, this horror movie can go now. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, it 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 made incredible. It, it did. It, it, it it's gonna end its run at a hundred and seven a hundred and seven million dollars domestic, and I think that's really good. That is really really good for Scream Six. Yeah, uh, Mafia Mama. Mil yeah, Ma- which is more than uh, anyway. Uh, Mafia Mama. 76% drop this Oof. weekend in week two. That is terrible. Yeah, that had a huge drop this weekend. Uh, Chevalier, we talked a little bit about it in the opening, opened to yeah, 1.5 million. Not bad. I didn't realize it opened. I didn't realize it was a Walt Disney release. Um, I didn't either. And then Somewhere in Queens is that Ray Romano movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that opened to 681,000 at only 600 theaters. Um, so at a mm-hmm. decent per theater average, but. It's a roadside attraction, so it didn't really have like the push. Right, right. So why yeah, I think Air, why does Air, Air not have a distributor next to it? I have Isn't no it Amazon? Idea. What did what did Air do? Air did another four point nine. It's not bad. It's pretty good no, for it's Air. All right. It just cost a lot of that. money too, but I think that I heard it's because he Ben Affleck pushed for like people to get paid. So yeah, he made still, them up that budget. I still hate that damn title though, I'll tell you that for sure. Mm-hmm. What about this nefarious? Have you heard? I saw it pop I up on the AMC app because I just start scrolling to like look at what's playing, and I saw nefarious on there, and I was like, "What mm-hmm. is this?" Because y'all, if y'all don't know Larry, he gonna see everything. Just, <laughs> every time I'm on Twitter or Instagram, it's Larry with Larry in a t-shirt talking about I'm gonna go see blank. I'm like Larry, go home. What you mean? You're gonna because go well, I was blank. like, I mean, it sounds like a horror film, so I was uh-huh. like, maybe I want to go pop in and check out this nefarious. <laughs> I still, I still will never forget. This is like when we first started doing our <laughs> shows. I'll never forget. We were like, "Oh, there's nothing coming out this week," and then you were like, "Are you going to go see?" There was some movie with Sebastian Stan, <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "Are you going to go see? Are you going to the screening of Blank on Wednesday?" <laughs> I was like, "Larry, what are you talking about? What screening?" <laughs> and it was like some Sebastian Stan war movie. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes. <laughs> Sebastian Stan. And, uh, I don't even remember the name of that movie anymore. But I don't yes, remember, I remember either. And, oh, and I was God. like, Larry, no, I'm not going to go to the screening. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I have heard, I've heard really good things about how to blow up a pipeline. I actually have, too. I heard it's getting some controversy, though. Oh. Because of what it's about, but I actually kind of want to see that too. There's a lot. There's a I'm lot. I'm actually kind of sad though because they did play it at the Denver Film Festival last year, and I missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Like, God damn. But yeah, there's no, a lot. So there's a lot. Interested. Yeah, like I said, there's just so much like coming out all at the same time right now. So and next week they don't stop. There's four or five releases next week. <laughs> and then they're doing Guardians early this week. Yeah. So I got Guardians on Thursday night. Let's get it. Ooh. Yeah. When you're seeing that oh. bad boy, I heard you're going early too. Well, I'm going to that little thing they're doing on Friday. Okay, period. Period. I can't wait. Y'all, shoot, all these people be talking too crazy. I, I'm like, mm. Variety gonna be spoiling it the moment they walk out the damn movie theater. Mm. So I need to get my ass in to this early screening if I can because yeah, shit. me and Alex are in that on Thursday. Our reaction's gonna be best movie since Dark Knight. Best movie ever. Best drama in thirty years. I don't know. It's gonna be what's crazy. Tra- okay, so what's the tracking looking like for Guardians right now? Okay, let's get into that to end the show. Uh, Guardians we don't tracking. Need to talk about tracking for next week. Like, look, no, next week is gonna be some good stuff be. coming out. I'll tell you that there's some good stuff. I really like- liked Polite Society. I really liked Are You There, God. So check them out. But they're not gonna make mm. splash at the box office. We'll just be real. And it's really like becoming a thing where you and I, they'd be like big releases, and then the next week would be like nothing, and then the next week would be big releases. So we're kind of on this two week schedule thing going on with yeah. you and I, because I don't see us having to come back next week to talk about much. I mean, unless Sonic does like fifty million and drops like two percent, but I don't see that happening. All right, let's look at some long range tracking here on Box Office Pro. What do we got here? Okay, we have. Um, Are you there, God? Actually, listen. This opening is really solid for Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. 
right if this okay. is what it comes out to right now the tracking is at 15 to 20 million oh wow yeah yeah and i was oh. thinking like 6 million that's really good if that wow, doesn't that, like yeah. we know why i think it's this tracking like that though yeah, it's it's because I think some of the, you know, think oh. it's like one of those movies. Ah! <laughs> 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 Do you remember what I was talking about before we went on air? I think that's what it is because those movies, those movies used to open up crazy. So and then they're gonna get. And I'm sure the book has you know a decent amount of fans not like a crazy number but right. uh what was that movie last year the the one about the girl out in like the marsh um, oh i know what you're talking about i know what you're talking about what is it because um, that actually did quite well at the box office it, it didn't like blow up the box office but especially right. by the end it had a really good box office run and that right. was like in the, where the crawdad sing um that's oh right 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 yeah had a good little box office run so sometimes these little books that have mm-hmm. like a, a big base that love them and i know that this book is on a lot of band lists mm-hmm. for schools um but uh judy bloom has like a lot of people who love her so you know it looks like Evil Dead won't be number two again next week if Margaret. Yeah, holds I think. That. Yeah, I maybe this if if it if it holds up to this tracking on Box Office Pro. Yeah, I would not be surprised wow, uh, if this takes the. So I think next week we're looking at Mario at number one, and then we're looking at um, we're looking at Margaret at number two, and then we're looking at Evil Dead at number three. Yeah. Um, unless Evil Dead takes like a plummet drop, I hope it doesn't, but. <sighs> You know, you know how horror does when it comes to drops, yeah. but not this year has been good though. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Okay, so right now, uh, we have Guardians tracking at one ten to one thirty five. Hmm. Now, uh, again, this is I think Guardians is going to be actually. I think I'm. I have a feeling that Guardians is going to do great, but I think it's we got to have the discussion about. Like where what we were talking about with this superhero fatigue and all that, you know how I was calling it crazy and stuff like that. Because this is lower. If this opens, if this opens to even the middle of that, that is a lot lower than volume two. Um, volume two. I'm trying to find the opening. I'm stalling. Uh, volume two opened to one forty six. So, if this opens to like one ten or like one fifteen, uh, yeah, I, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's looking, it's looking, it's looking bleak out here because even if the because my theory as far as like why these movies haven't been doing great is the just like they're not up to par, you know. But uh, if it's if Guardians three, the reactions are good. You're going into the weekend with like a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, or you know, you know what I mean, or something like that. And it still opens up to like a one fifteen, one twenty. Those are great openings. Like even Quantumania had a great opening. Uh, you know, and it's you know for Ant Man three, it's a pretty really really good opening. But uh, that's a that's significantly lower than what the what the last guardians movie did and this is after this is the first time we're going to see guardians really going to see guardians after endgame i know we i know they were in love and thunder but they wasn't really in love and thunder you know what yeah. i mean so it's like the first time we're going to see them after endgame and i that'll think be, i mean if it opens in that range that's quite a bit lower than dr strange dr quite a bit strange lower than Thor, wakanda, forever. wakanda forever all three of the ones so, last year opened much larger than that listen I'm not gonna be. I'm still not on this fatigue thing, and even if this movie does open to like 120, I still won't be on it. I I think I'll have to. I'll have to wait and see how Flash and everything else is doing, but um, maybe we can be closer to that conversation if Guardians opens low to like a 115. And I know I'm not speaking low. It's it's not low for box office, but compared to its predecessors and the MCU, it's a little on the low end if it does like a 110, 115-ish 
You know, Ragnarok did do 117, but then with that with that next door movie, what did it jump up to? It went all the way up to the 130s, you know? Yeah. Uh so if this goes lower than volume two, then um I don't know. I yeah, don't that's know. uh oh, I thought it I thought it would open bigger than that, to be honest. Um yeah. especially because we've talked about it, is mm-hmm. Marvel hasn't really lost a step when it comes to opening big. It's mm-hmm. the legs that Marvel. It's the legs having and- a problem. They're still opening their movies huge, each mm-hmm. including Ant Man. Every one of their movies is opening humongous. Yeah. Uh, this will be what did I say? Like this, I think this will be their sixth, sixth in a row that opens over a hundred million, which mm-hmm. is insane. That's an insane run for a studio to have six movies in a row open over a hundred million. It's just that they're not able to maintain. get those repeat viewings and keep them maintained yeah. and the zeitgeist like yeah. they were a decade ago any right. longer. Not even a decade ago, five years ago um, yeah. any longer. So they die off. Um, and I can't even say if it's a good movie because, I mean, I guess I guess it's hard because a lot of people saw Wakanda Forever as more of a somber film. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that hurt its repeat viewing with people is that its mm-hmm. pacing felt a little bit slower or something, but even their, their movies that by and large receive really good reception aren't able to hold like they once were. So it t- seems like it could be pretty somber as well. The trailers are giving a very somber vibe. Uh, mm-hmm. so <laughs> My- I don't know. My one thing about Guardians that I actually have been loving that I to see in the marketing leading up to it is the fact that there it doesn't feel like there's going to be this overabundance of new 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 like okay we have Adam Warlock that's pretty much it like okay the Groot is like a new Groot but like other than that, it's like it's the same cast. Animals, just a bunch it's of little yeah, animals. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> There's a couple of more like little plushies and Funkos to get when it comes to this new. You know what I mean? I already kind of saw them at GameStop, but the, it's the same core group, right? There's not like oh, they're introducing this character and Nova and this and that. And I think Wakanda Forever. I feel like. The reason why the repeat wasn't that great for Wakanda Forever is because of there's a lot in that movie besides every all the like the you know the sadness when it comes to T'Challa and stuff. There is yeah. a lot going on. There's a whole new world we have to learn about as far as Talokan. There is Val and all that shenanigans for, <laughs> Thunder, for like the Thunderbolts, and there's a lot going on. In that movie, you have to set up a new Black Panther, and I yeah. think that probably is just a little overwhelming for audiences compared to the first one, where it's just Black Panther, his crew, um, um, Killmonger, and that's the movie. And I think that movie was so tight compared to Wakanda Forever that just it does have a sense of sequelitis, you know, dealing with so much in the movie, and it's like the runtime is like. 30 minutes longer than the than the yeah. first one as well too so i think that's just that my mom called me the other day and she she actually told me that um she thinks she was kind of blinded by the whole sadness of it all when she first saw it because she just recently watched it on disney plus and she was just saying that it's just i she just she just didn't really love it you know what i mean like she yeah. liked it a lot but she didn't really love it and i, and I think that's just it's just really hard when it, when you're dealing with the death and then you're dealing with what you yeah. wanted to do and you know what I'm saying so it's just it's a lot for people that movie probably was and uh Doctor Strange I think you know that one was a mixed bag like right. reception cuz I I think that Wakanda Forever is the closest we've gotten to people being like yes <laughs> I think the uh, last that one before that yeah I think the last one before that was like Shang-Chi maybe um, that had the everybody liked it, you know. Yeah, everybody liked that one. But he was a new um, character, so he's not going to open up to like a two hundred, yeah, one fifty yeah. million, you know. Yeah, that was the thing with that run of movies that people were like, "Oh, well, this and that," with like Shang Chi and Eternals and them. It was like, well, they're new or Black Widow. That one we were all like, "Well, this is about ten years too late." So, man, you know, today um, I watched Infinity War too, and I got 
I'm seeing Scarlet in his damn vest, and I'm just like, man, imagine if Black Widow came out like a year ago. Right. <sighs> it would have been so good. But this is the longest Guardians movie to date. It's at about two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, That's another thing is, well, I guess Thor Love and Thunder was short. But I was like, mm. other than that, they've really, these standalone movies, sometimes they ain't got to be three hours, y'all. Like, I agree. And I think I was going back saying that last year when I was like, listen, I think it's one thing for the team up movies to be like padded. Okay, like two and a half hours. Like I said, I watched Infinity War today. It's about two and a half hours, right? Um, but I do not think I don't need like, okay, for instance, the Marvels, I don't need the Marvels to be two hours and 30 minutes. No. It does not need to be that long. Like, I'll and accept I think, it for Guardians, because I think this is a farewell to the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah, so, um, I don't know, but it's just going to be really interesting to see what happens. Because even right now, when I go into my, uh, I don't know, I, I just, I don't have, like, it, we have really come, we've have... I think I I don't know how to really word this. So that's why I'm kind of saying a bunch of stuff right now. But I feel like the the just generalized big overall high MCU hype has really died down in general because when an MCU movie was coming out, say like in 2018, 2019, like you felt it within the zeitgeist. Yeah. And it still doesn't even feel like we have one coming out in two weeks. It, it kind of just feels like, oh, there's a new movie coming out this in two weeks, you know? And I'm seeing it this week, and I'm and I'm pumped, but I'm not like, I'm not going crazy about Guardians three. And I thought leading up to it, getting closer and closer, that I would be going crazy to you know you know for it to release. And um, it's just, it's yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know because like with Quantum Mania, I felt the same way. Um, well, Connor Forever was kind of like a thing where, okay, you know, let's see what happens when it comes to Chadwick. So I didn't feel that way. But, uh, Love and Thunder, I felt this way too, where it's just like, okay, we have another MCU movie coming out. Cool. You know? And it's like, oh, I don't know. I'm looking at these, these, my theaters too, and they're not like packed. They're, it's a good amount of people here, but like, it's not like flooded. So I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I haven't even got my ticket yet, to be honest. Um, because I was yeah. like waiting to see what I was going to do on that Thursday night. Uh, because And I kept looking in just to, you know, double check. I'm like, I, I don't want to get screwed now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for the same thing for me, like the, the theaters weren't like sold out buck wild or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a weird time. But like we said, I mean, even if quote unquote superhero fatigue does end up setting in, Mm-hmm. Then, you know, at the end of the day, every people, I feel like people make such a deal about all this when there's always a popular genre or type mm-hmm. of film. We cycle through them. They all have their day, whether it was the musical, the Western, whatever. The, the, mm-hmm. We cycle through the big film of a certain time and then they lose their popularity and make way for a different type of film to kind of take over that mantle and superhero films the subgenre of comic book films have been the dominant you know the main Mm -hmm. form of you know popular films for almost 20 years at this point i mean that's a long Mm -hmm. run for a type of film to be the the big dog in the yard, you know? So if it happens, I, I think it just is what it is. Um, and it's just kind of the natural progression of things at some point. And I feel like some people want, I don't know. It's just the gleeful way people talk about it, like superhero fatigue to me. I th- that's what gets me. It's just. Oh, it's like when, yeah, know? it's like <laughs> when it's like what happened, what movie came out? I think it was. I think it was Shazam, and uh, one of the I saw like one tweet that was like, "Audiences are finally starting to wake up." I'm like, "Bro, it is not that serious for you to be like yeah. excited about these." And I know, listen, I rag on Shazam, I rag on Quantumania and stuff like that. <laughs> but at the at the end of the day, it's because I didn't like those movies. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's like, man, I if you're doing like, okay, if Shazam opened up 
to like 95 million. Like I would, I wouldn't be like, damn it. It opened up really well. When have you ever heard me do that? Like, yeah. oh man, it opened up great. And I hated it. You, you know, I, it w- I would never do that. Um, I'm always like, uh, okay, let's talk about this movie. It opened up <laughs> great though. You know, you got to give credit where it's due, but I'm never like, damn it. It opened up so high. That doesn't even sound right. You know what I mean? Like if, if she's, if like quantum, like quantum mania, we came in here as we came in here after it opened up to like one Oh five and we yeah. didn't come in here like, uh, quantum mania opened up. Well, we were like annoyed because we don't like the movie, but at the end of the day, we were like, "Listen, this is a really good number. It's a really solid yeah. number. You know, you got to give credit where it's due." But it just comes, it just comes to the fact where there are people who are rooting for these these superhero movies to have a downfall. Yeah. They are, they are at, they like, they are praying at night. <laughs> they they haven't touched grass in weeks, and they they want these movies to fail. They want it to fail, and. Man, I, I I can't hate a movie enough to be like I want this movie to fail. If Bo is afraid, like listen, this movie looks 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 terrible to me. I'm sorry, but like if Bo is afraid came came out this weekend and did like forty million, I'd be like, great, this is that's a really solid number. Don't yeah. really care for the movie, but that's a solid m- number. You know what I mean? So yeah. I I I don't get where that comes from. I really don't get where that comes from. I think and even I even um. I think I think Terrifier two. I was looking at those clips on Twitter, and I was like, "Bro, this shit's not for me, man." I love <laughs> my horror, but this like this 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 just. And I know you're like, "Well, Dwayne, you love Evil Dead Rise," but like this, whatever they were doing in that movie with the scissors, and there was there was too much for it's not for me. Okay, but hey, when that movie was doing well, I was like, "Great, like this is good. This is what we all want to see." And it's great when for it horror. comes to box office. It's great for horror. horror. It's great for like these creators who studios, the more they see this, the more they're going to want to give money to horror movies. And it's like, I will never be angry at a movie doing well. You know what I mean? I will never be angry at a movie doing really, really well. Because if you're new to this podcast too, if you heard Larry and I's shows back in 2020, we were just depressed at these numbers. You know what I mean? We would we were so depressed. So like I will never get angry at a movie doing well. But some of these people, when it comes to these like guardians and this, that, and the third, they want it to do bad. They want them to yeah. do bad. And it's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's a definitely a group of folks that just want comic book movies to fail and to be done with it or whatever. Um whatever their their vendettas are. It's just they're in a weird place where they're not what they were, but they're still big enough, you know, and that's kind of mm-hmm. where Marvel is right now. It's not doing what it was at its peak, but, you know, it still had what, like three of the biggest grossing films of 2022, mm-hmm. you know, and it is mm-hmm. what it is. All all three of their movies made over seven hundred and fifty million dollars last year worldwide, right. which is right. really strong. They all were profitable. All of them did well. Even Ant-Man, it it turned out to be one of the bigger, you know, it turned out well enough. Now, I do think Marvel, and this has nothing to do with them as a company, are in a real sticky situation moving forward because they they built the future of their universe around a character who's uh, portrayed by someone that did something terrible recently. And is now being dropped so that's where marvel is in a weird predicament moving forward is that they Mm -hmm. i mean they literally have him as like the big the the thanos moving forward Mm -hmm. so how they navigate all of this uh next steps is going to be interesting i guess to watch i'm not sure uh really the word for that but yeah, I don't envy it's, the position they're in. They have a really, like, perception-wise, I don't think I've seen them this low as far as perception-wise. We got this Victoria Alonso thing. We oh, got shit. Jonathan Majors. We got the, the lower box office ends. Uh, the lowest, the you know, we got the lower, like, Rotten Tomatoes scores when it comes to them. Um 
they're in a weird spot right now. So I think a couple of weeks ago, that's what Hannah and I was talking about when it came to Guardians. I think that episode was uh, episode of Cinemania Live was titled Guardians Needs to Be a Hit. And it's true because it needs to be a hit on all fronts for them not for like for their own sake, because I would hate Marvel to become like react reactionary, like a Warner Brothers in 2016. You know what I mean? I would hate for them to just become reactionary. And then like Guardians opens to like 110 and the Rotten Tomatoes is like 60 and then they just cancel everything and they just restart. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. I would hate for that to happen to them. Next, the next announcement will be, oh, my God, Tony Stark is found alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I feel Robert like if this Downey was Jr. 20... signs a new 10-year deal. Right. If this was 2016, oh, Daredevil gets pushed up to the release, the release, like, Shit. whatever, to 2024, you know? If this was 2016 Warner Brothers, they would have been reacted on like Love and Thunder. <laughs> they would have been like, okay, we got to fucking take out Chris Hemsworth. He's out of here. Let's uh, do this. And it's like, so I'm glad that they haven't gone that route yet. It seems like the most they've done so far is like, okay, let's delay some of these movies. Let's rethink our release strategy and just like, let's stop pumping out all these projects like and focus. A positive, uh, it's a positive reaction, move, you know? a reaction that we all were like, yes, that's what yeah, we're like, let's, to do. Let's, let's slow down. That's what they started doing. Uh, but if, if I, I saw somebody say this on YouTube too, like if Guardians comes out and it's the same kind of reception as like a Quantumania, I hope that they don't react. I just hope that they just take the L and just figure out what's going on instead of like, oh man, we got to call Chris Evans. He's out here doing ghosted. We need him back in MCU and we got to call Robert Downey Jr. and call um, Hugh Jackman to be in the next, you know, Fantastic Four. You know, I don't want them. To, I just don't want them to be like that. Yeah. So I'll man. tell you what, though, I'm about to be in that even if I don't like the movie. I'm going to have to be in that theater every single day, all weekend for Marvels, because I can't. I can't deal with these folks. So, oh, I <laughs> trust know. And believe, that trust now, and believe oh, I'm going to be grabbing God. everybody I can grab, and we are heading to that damn theater to watch the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Because, bitch, I can't with these little <laughs> white crybaby boys. I need them to stuff it. With I can't. The thumbnails. I can see oh, it right now. God. Marvel is fuming over the re- <laughs> the opening for the Marvels. Brie Larson you- found uh, <laughs> in hysterics over, and they got oh, they go, God. oh I can't I can't deal with this. I'm a, I, everything in my own personal power. I'm gonna be like this has got to be Marvel's hit of the year. Damn it, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there for Blue Beetle at least more than once too, because I gotta support it. So I'll be I'll be oh, there that sure. weekend too to to support. But damn, <laughs> I know that they are just already. It's the most disliked trailer in Marvel's history on YouTube. Like these people, oh, <laughs> they're already starting. They are trying it. <sighs> I don't know. So I guess we'll see what happens, oh, but uh. We'll see what happens because it's it's just crazy. But I am excited. You're at least excited to see all this upcoming stuff regarding yeah, like I'm, I'm excited, really excited for all for the Guardians. Yeah, I all the as you were talking movies. about it, I was like, did I become more of a like uh, MCU sh- like Sam than Dwayne these days? Okay. I um. Oh oh. <laughs> what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what I will say though, I am still excited for all the upcoming superhero movies coming out, mm-hmm. and you know, I guess we'll see what I happens with, with Guardians and stuff. Flash. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you, you said w- you are. I was. I'm the least. I don't know. Upon rewatch of that trailer, like now that it's in theaters, mm-hmm. really the only thing that has me hyped is <laughs> Michael Keaton. <laughs> Like the, like the rest of the trailer i'm like okay it's okay i don't know um i don't know if i it was just the moment because i was hyped i i couldn't deny it i got hyped when that trailer debuted but watching it more i'm like eh, i don't know is this really that good <laughs> i i am excited actually we're gonna get the first reactions this week oh, cinemacon God. 
No. Cinema you know what? Thanks week. for reminding me. I better start muting Flash and the Flash. There, and what's, what's, what you going to mute? Ain't no spoilers coming out. No, but... even if it's not spoilers, I don't need to hear all these reactions. Dude, I hate. I hate a damn reaction. You know oh, this, I Wayne. Hate, I, I hate, hate these damn. Reactions. I hate them too. And before I was like, Larry, come on, you're kind of being a hater. But like, listen, ever since like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> ever, for like two years, I've been like. Dude, I'm over these reactions, I man. Hate a reaction. The best uh, so. since the Dark Knight. It's the best movies. It's the first Avengers. It's gonna leave your jaw hanging on the floor and yada yada yada. And then you get to the movie and it's like mid. It's I. <laughs> what, what was what were some of these? What were some of these quotes for fucking Ant Man? Let me see these quotes again that they had for Quantum Media that I brought up. MCU's wackiest work of pop art. What are you talking about? No. What does that mean? He's still obsessed with ants. What? <laughs> Dude, whatever, man. Let's let's get out of here. That was a hefty box office show, everyone. If you're still here, I appreciate you guys all for listening. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Larry, let me know they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me over on YouTube at Chili Boy Productions, uh, Instagram at Chili Boy Productions, and on Twitter at Chili Boy YT. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. That is it. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye. <laughs>